can't believe you two took that raving lunatic seriously. What do you think this is? <laughs> Good Enough Podcast. I'm your host, AK. Uh, flying solo with no co-host this week, but I got our legendary, undefeated, undisputed MVP is John. Hi, John G. Hey, uh, real glad to be back. Yeah, look at us. Just the two of us. The fe- for foursome twosomes. Uh, yep. The fearsome threesome musketeers. Yeah, we here. Yeah. Um... So some like a global news uh, that has been going on is uh, really just uh, Trump being upset on multiple fronts. He's okay. being sued by California because he wants to take all the climate change initiatives because we he have needs a- to make more money. Exactly. Uh, he's suing. He wants to sue New York because they're trying to find his tax returns. Yeah, because yeah, he needs to make more money. money. Exactly. Uh He's trying to divert a very problematic conversation he had with the Ukrainian president to Biden to establish another crooked Hillary situation. Oh, boy. I guess to make more money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah that's so, the end goal in all of it, really. Yeah. So so Donald Trump has been having a very busy week as well as like we've missed two weeks. So he's already <laughs> fired John Bolton. And he's already... Oh, yeah, he had the one guy who resigned and he was like, no, nah, 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 I fired, fired his ass. ass. Exactly. He out of here. And, like, the fact that, like, uh, apparently he wanted to talk with the Taliban, but then cancel talks with the Taliban. That'd just be too dangerous, you know? Yeah, and but then, like, isn't he the guy that, like, was like, we're never going to reveal what we're doing. And then immediately was like, I was going to have a secret meeting with the Taliban at Camp David, but now it's not happening anymore. Um, yeah, it's weird. I wonder why he would just, uh, uh, that was probably like a 5d chess move, right? Where like he actually did have the secret meeting somewhere else. I think. And like, he's just not telling us. Yeah. Oh, but he, he said it was somewhere else. So they would go there and then he had the secret meeting the day after. And then, uh, and now none of us know. And he's just a genius, obviously. That makes a lot. That makes, that makes a whole <laughs> lot of sense. Uh, yeah, the, so yeah, the president has been busy. Uh, the, the, the family, the, the, the rich little California families who, who, who pay to get their kids into school. Uh, one of them got indicted for, what is it? 14 days? 14 days. 14 weeks, I think it was. Dang, dude. Nice. Yeah, I saw a comparison of a, uh, a lower class black woman who was or not even lower a homeless black woman who lied about her where she lived so she could get her daughter into an elementary school and mm-hmm. she went to prison for 5 years nice so nice. you know that obviously there's precedent here yeah and uh, like i always said no one actually gets punished we're no, all obs- no white billionaire actually gets punished. Exactly. We all get all up in arms about the Me Too movement and what if they have wrongful accusations and all of that. And, and and no one gets punished. I mean, Harvey Weinstein's still rich, right? Yeah, he's still, he's still paying. Still he's, living it up. He's still paying very expensive lawyers uh, to come down and, and save him from uh, the, the, the fake allegations. Not in jail, right? Not at all. Uh, oh, the... Oh. But Cosby, though. The old black guy. The, the old black guy. He got him. It's pretty easy. I He's mean, done. Just recently, a football player was accused of rape. Uh, 
And there's that's that's not to say that I don't think Bill Cosby should be in jail. He, he totally should, should, he be. should He's be. He's a, a sick piece of fuck. But uh, it seems like it seemed a lot easier to make a that decision. But a bit of bias, uh, yeah. obviously. It seemed a lot easier to put that one in jail. Yeah, we can just put down another. the guy that uplifted the black community when he was uh, an actor. Yeah, exactly. Because he's a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. And but like, not the white people who were actors and upli- exactly. uplifted white communities. There's cause... multiple white football players who've been accused of rape. One of them is the quarterback for the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger. But this African-American receiver, Antonio Brown, has been fired from the NFL, has had all his endorsements taken away from him. He's been properly punished for his rape. And by the way, he deserves to be punished for the rapes. But... Could we also Can we punish get some the consistency uh, here, guys? Yes, please. Please. Uh, please. Uh, I'm begging. Yeah. Um, and that's been, uh, I think, uh, the, the Liddy Minute. I don't, I don't know if there were any other big stories. Is the Amazon still on fire, right? Oh, yes. The, the, the Amazon rainforest <laughs> still has going been on, on fire. Guys. has been uh, burning for a couple of weeks now. Um, start the fire. Speaking of forest fires, uh, the third Democratic debates uh, went down a few a couple of weeks ago. We right didn't get a here chance here in Houston. In Houston, five in- minutes down the road from where we live, and Ooh. it seems real ironic that as soon as they left, we got fucking flooded. Uh, yeah, that's a maybe it's an, an maybe it's all their bullshit. Sort. Yeah, dude, it's their, all their bullshit brings in the rain and yeah. the clouds and just like it's, a rain dance of bullshit. God, God was like, why? Uh, so <laughs> um, it seems as if uh, these debates, finally, they were like, hey, guess what? There was no reason to have zero percenters on stage. So how about we just have the one percenters on stage? We don't need zero percent, but we got, we got the one percent. And guess what? It brought down the field from a, a 20 people Ooh, to yeah, 10 yeah. people. I mean, that's that's half of them, dude. That's half of them. That's a half of them out of here. That's terrifying. You're How are we going to pick a president? I don't have out enough of options. 10 people, dude? <laughs> I don't even have enough options. How could I anymore. pick? Yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, it seems like it would be really easy to be like, we have five that are actually running for president that we're going to focus on. But it just seems like the DNC likes to be on every mainstream uh, n- network, news network okay. a- 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 in the country. Um, and so we got to pad it out. We got to pad this bitch out. Is that how that works? Uh, yeah, the DNC sets the standard. And like they said, for the third debate, they're like, you have, a, you have to have at least one or two percent. in. Uh, you have to have two percent in three different polls. Mm-hmm. In the aggregate, many of those candidates have one percent. But in three separate polls, because of how many polls they do, many of them have 2%. Okay. Uh, it, they thought that they could restrict it even more through, like, donations, like the, the endorsements, the, the money, the money that goes in. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like, uh, I think about 12 met the endorsement, but then meet, like, the polling restrictions. Which seems like, hey, instead of, like, ranking, tiering these candidates by how much money they get to beg for... And maybe how much the public actually cares to hear about what they say, we would have a much smaller field of candidates. What uh-huh. a what a shock! Um, yeah, it very much feels like um, like you had said earlier, or in the article you had written. Uh, ah, yes, I did write an article. Uh, it feels like they're trying to replicate the 2016 Republican debates, where like they're all firing shots at each other, and then big big uh, Biden's gonna fucking call. Uh, 
some Beto O'Rourke a big dickhead and he's going to be like, whoa. Oh, and everyone's going to be like, oh, Biden really speaks, speaks his, his mind. mind. Telling yeah. the truth, huh? Exactly. It, it feels like a huge, like, uh, so yes. Uh, Instead, Biden just menacingly stared at both Warren and Biden the entire time they were talking like he wanted to just stab both of them. It was very, very weird. Uh, How dare you disrespect me? I, 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 I fixed racism. I am Obama. I I, I am Except really. Except when Obama screws up, that's all Obama. Obama. I was the vice president. I told him, don't do it, but, Obama. But I'm the. I'm but just he did the it anyway. I, I tried to tell him no. You know? I'm, I'm just the vice president. But also everything he's good done, he's uh, that's good. That's me. I'm Obama. Yeah. Uh, to to give a little bit more context, uh, I I write for the Daily Cougar at the University of Houston here in the city of Houston, in the state of Texas, in the country of the United States of America. We have a lot of people that listen to us in Switzerland. So I'm just making sure they Very know interesting. where I am. Uh, and so uh, I wrote an article about the third democratic debate and how much it was a mess. And basically my thesis was that this entirely felt like a bunch of like uh, lower weight classes jumping up a weight class and punching up at front runners i think they were doing that with the expectation of okay well these little guys are going to punch up and the big guys are going to punch down hard and it's going to make them look real good yeah it's going to be a lot of laughs and a lot of gaffes and it's just going to be great yeah Uh, exactly not really how it turned out because biden is too senile to actually do that and both warren and bernie were only going after biden so yeah, and 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 because it's really the only person they need to care about. Yeah, exactly, and and for a majority of that debate, it felt like uh, Bernie and Warren felt secure in their position, knowing that this is an oppor- This basically is still an opportunity for some lower tier candidates to get some screen time, and so to a certain extent, like it felt like a lot of it was like. Here's what we're pitching again and again. We're just reminding you of what we're pitching. Yeah, I mean, did you hear Yang talk about the UBI again? Oh, my God. That was great. So uh, ha- <laughs> my favorite bit was like, we're going to play Family Feud. And 10 families are going to get to compete for my UBI for a whole <laughs> oh, year. No, the- Oh, yeah, he had a lottery. He yeah. started a lottery mid-debate. That was really... You have a much better statistical chance of winning the actual Powerball than you do of getting into Yang's system. That was really weird. I was like, whoa, what's this, what's this guy doing? I thought lotteries were bad. Yeah, and also like the fact that like you're on stage literally going like, I'm going to give you money, vote for me. What? It was, I'm going to give you money, Now send me $5. And then maybe you'll be in the running to get the money. Um, yeah. Uh, and so. And I'll pay for the money with your money. <sighs> Andrew Yang. Andrew what Yang. What an intuitive guy, dude. He's like, even if I don't become president, I'm going to show you how the UBI works oh, for 10 families. For, t- for just 10 families. Just 10. Also, why does Andrew Yang sound like every one of those iPhone commercials in which that bold white dude sits and tells you how the new iPhone has That's been made out is, of silicon? Dude. He's a techno-libertarian leftist. Uh, what, is... <laughs> what are these words? Wait, centrist, I mean. He's not a leftist. That's, that's just techno-libertarian some... centrist. So it's like... He's like Joe Rogan, of... but smarter. So instead of like... 
I guess, normal corporations owning everything. He wants technology to own everything. Yeah. Okay. He that's... wants technological co-ops. What? Yeah. I mean, why not, right? Uh. <laughs> wow, that cut my momentum. Uh, uh, but I mean, the UBI is... How do you feel about the UBI? I hate it. I think it's an okay idea. I don't know how exactly it would work. Maybe that's why. I think of it more as like a dole than I think of it as like a whatever it may actually be, I guess. Uh so so my issue with the with the with his UBI. I don't have a problem with a lot of people that I I've I've read in the past support the idea of a of a universal basic income. Yeah. Uh but usually the idea is much more nuanced than that. It requires more attentiveness to like socioeconomic political situations, your place in in, 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 in your situation in life, or uh-huh. you're taking care of, what your stipend should look like, who should offer these stipends, what does it look like? Uh, Isn't that just this, welfare? Yes. So a universal basic income comes with a welfare state. Okay. But Yang's UBI is just a flat charge. Everyone gets a thousand. Everyone gets a thousand dollars into their bank account. And it makes no, it makes no sense. Why? Because, because, because in general, a thousand, a thousand dollars does not cover any of the average basic needs for a household in the United States. And it seems like his offer only extends to families of a specific. Uh, I mean, I'd, like, I'd appreciate an extra thousand every month. Like yeah. on top of a job, right? Yeah, that it seems it seems like it could be an idea that works as like a stipend for students or like a, for for homeless people or for stuff like that. But there are a multitude of other systems that exist in the United States already that can actually provide that. We have social services. We have the grant system. Yeah, but from what I've heard, these systems are all gunked up now, and all a lot of them just are. Uh, malfunctioning in the way that they're supposed to work and they just don't work yeah but but introducing an entirely new freshly designed system that is like a really on top of it just like kind of clogs the machine i guess the reason i ask questions about it Mm -hmm. uh is because i mean just the premise sounds good but i haven't looked into the actual uh like there's a lot of literature of how you would implement this and how it affects uh, a bunch of different things within the uh, government. Just avoid what tankies think about. I it. just think of it as like the Roman like dole, like well, right, like you're just giving all of your population an extra like so uh, social do- net or t- like to help them, right? Yeah, but most political scientists believe that the modern <coughs> version of a dole is a is a is a is a welfare system. A welfare system provides more impactful change in your life. Uh-huh. The ability to have free housing. Free healthcare, free free education, the ability to have food available to you constantly, yeah. the ability to be able to provide for your family, a lot of that stuff is like is is more important than having a fixed amount that you really aren't like like isn't clear what its use is and, for the system. And with the UBI, would like if you had three family members of age to receive the UBI, would that mean that you're getting an extra 3000 per household? Or is it just the main That's proprietor the of the Yang household system? gets $1,000? Yang's yeah. system is specifically very vague. Okay. So I think it's exponential. Like based on the family, you would then yeah, exponentially Yeah, so the family the household like owner uh, gets the 1000 and I the others guess. don't? 
I, I guess they would add a... Because, I mean, I feel like giving a 1000 to each person would help, like, households tremendously, right? Yeah, but, yeah. But, again, we also have a, a separate system for that. So you get a better tax return at the end of the year if your family makes a certain amount of money. Mm -hmm. So if we just expand a lot of the systems that we already have, unclog them... I guess that's the reason UBI sounds good to so many people, is that it just sounds like a really simple, easy solution, but it probably exactly. isn't... That's the problem. It's like That's you insert it into the bigger sounds. machine and it's like, and also <laughs> it'll just malfunction as hard as any other welfare system we exactly. have right now. Right. And, and to a certain extent, you could argue the philosophical, like that's an easy mulligan Yeah. of like, well, you have a UBI. We don't need to fix anything else. But I mean, maybe that's the appeal to me is that yeah. like the easy, like easy mulligan sounds like one of the, like Occam's razor type one of the best like logical just like if it's easy and simple then like just do it and maybe it'll help a lot of people sure but I like uh, we're gonna have to like we should we should <laughs> yeah. we should actually I love can, this topic put a pen and we should topic. we should revisit it again but like I genuinely think that one of the major issues in it is it's like it's 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 twofold it's this idea that like how are you, not how are you going to implement this like efficiently, but how are you going to implement this above of all the other social services that we provide in this country that are completely failing? Yeah. Through which avenue are you providing it? Um, <clears throat> that's one. And two, uh, this then makes this added added weight on the government and its budgetary in which it's needed in other places. Like yeah. I would rather. I, and maybe this is very much a personal opinion, and this is why I think we should put a pin on it, do a little bit, I should do more reading on this and we could come back and have this conversation a little better. But like, from my perspective, uh, I would rather, instead of them just giving me whole cash, $1,000, I get free tuition to my university. Yeah, free tuition or universal health care. Exactly. Like but that. if then uh, Yang gets into the presidency and he is like, well, we have to pick between the UBI and... Yeah, I, I definitely agree that, like, these systems, uh, like, education and healthcare should be uh, immediately fixed. Like, they should be the thing that we prioritize first before we're just saying, like, oh, yeah, we're going to give out a 1,000 to each person. Exactly. Yeah, I, I understand that. And, yeah, we can both do a little reading on it and come back I, to I think topic. that this is a very interesting topic because I believe Noam Chomsky has talked that like ideally we should live in a society that provides a mm. universal basic income yeah. but I think he has a more nuanced take on it is that we would have very much uh, our welfare ne uh, basic needs provided to us not even by the state but like by whatever machinations that exist in yeah. the system itself it and just seems like this system is appealing to all people, while systems like healthcare and education are not appealing to the people who actually hold the power. Yes. While the people who actually hold the power now would just be like, oh, yeah, $1,000 each month sounds pretty good. Well, I mean, not the billionaires, but the, the middle yeah. class, right? Yeah. Uh, and also, usually, like, <clears throat> uh, politically, there's just this huge aversion to, like, handouts in the United States. And if we're legitimately having a true There's a huge aversion to handouts if you're not getting the handouts. Exactly. The handouts seem fine to people of middle class families if, they, if they're, they're also getting participating in the handouts. Yeah. And, and that's why I feel like there isn't really an issue with providing uh, a universal, like a universal basic income. The issue style. is the nuances and the actual yeah. way you're going to 
get it done and the methodologies you're going to use. Exactly. And I feel that also Yang is a bit disingenuous about why he believes a universal basic income would be helpful. He believes it from the perspective that it would increase capital in the United States itself and would uplift businesses and yeah. thus, in that case, be extremely like beneficial. Essentially, to the like tech the bread industry. doll did within Rome, yeah. right? Yeah, and I feel that that's disingenuous because of the fact that, to a certain extent, Andrew Yang has a huge investment in the, <laughs> the tech, tech industry, industry, and it feels like, to a certain extent, he believes that a universal basic income will then allow for companies like Google and Facebook and stuff like that to kind of more uh, offer services that the government might not be able to offer. I gotcha. guess a crypto, yeah, yeah. a crypto. I've, I've heard a bit about these yeah. like ideas. Yeah. Well, so, that, so that's that's Yang. Yeah, that's, that's, a that's good coverage of Yang is like a uh, an interesting figure. Generally. Yeah, he's um, a controversial uh, runner-up. Yes, also not going to be a, the winner for sure. Not yeah. going to be the winner, but also a surprise to see him on that stage. A surprise to see his aggregate polling numbers. Yeah, yeah. He is polling seen... higher than Corey. He's polling higher than Kobishar. I do honestly, I do honestly just believe it's because the UBI just sounds like a super simple, easy yeah. thing to do that a lot of people like. Yeah, it's it's true. It's true. Uh, yeah. I guess we should like lump all of the beneath. Did Beto talk at all? Beto talked a lot. Uh, he brought out some Spanish as well, uh, but not for long. Holy. He he threw out a couple of sentences here and there, but his main focus was I am in Texas. Espanol. Yeah, his main focus Sexy. seemed to be this like personalization of El Paso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, hey guys, yeah, he did that one. And the I feel like, happened. by the way, all credit in the world to what Beto O'Rourke did to support El Paso. Oh, Beto O'Rourke was the, he brought up the AR-15 buyback thing. Yes, <laughs> and so and so, but here's the thing. Here's the weird thing about like everyone commending Beto O'Rourke for what he did. Beto O'Rourke, to a certain extent, has not actively like demanded for much change other than the buybacks of military weapons, which totally fucking do it. I'm totally for that. Uh, my issue with Beto O'Rourke is this whole, like, I understand the pain of El Paso because I am from El Paso. It's a mistake that I feel also Kamala Harris did, but we'll get to yeah. Kamala Harris. I but- mean, he I understand there's, like, he gets some pain from it or whatever because it's his hometown, but so- it wasn't it wasn't targeted at him or people like him. Also, it that message needs to stop. The message of, like... Oh, I am from Orlando, so I understand what the Orlando shooting was. I'm from Parkland, so I understand what the Parkland shooting is. If anyone gets shot, we should be like, that's fucked up. That's pretty right. fucked up. True. It's 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 really it's really an odd thing to be like, oh, a shooting happened in my town, I am now the spokesperson for my town's pain and suffering. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Uh, also, side note, fucking buyback on the AR-15 is a stupid fuck idea. It is. And we shouldn't be focusing on AK-15. Yeah. yeah. AR-15. It, that's that's a, a crux of my article is what I describe as uh, as half solution similar to like the new iPhone it, it, update. It's like a half solution that makes you look good. Yeah. A lot, like, of, a lot uh, of this... I want AR-15 buyback even though AR-15s kill like 
considerably nobody compared to the handgun like deaths in the yeah. U.S. and yeah. The most disingenuous thing that happened on that stage was multiple of those low tier candidates, Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg, Beto O'Rourke, Julian Castro, on multiple occasions during that debate were like, "We all want the same thing, guys. We all want the same thing." <laughs> I, I mean, praise Barack. Yeah. Parades, Barack. Exactly. But, uh, you know, I just don't agree with Barack. <laughs> yeah, but also, like, but also, guys, like, uh, we don't need comprehensive gun control. We just need to buy all the big boy guns. Uh, guys, we don't really need to focus on, like, healthcare and, like, free education. Let's, let me give you $1,000 a year. Uh, guys, I, we don't need to really, like, do we, do we really need to focus on the fact that, like, Urban development is trash in the United States. Let's talk about inclusivity and bringing people together. And like a lot of it just sounds like this this thing that we've talked about for years, which is the idea that like we fix these <clears throat> big broad like we we fix surface level issues and never deal with the underlying disease. We yeah. fix symptoms, we never fix underlying disease. And I feel like the reason why that line of like we all want the same thing is very disingenuous is because Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders no, made it very clear that like, no, 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 <clears throat> I don't care about gun buybacks. I don't care about a UBI. I don't care about working with the conservatives. What I care about is the fossil fuel industry, pharmaceuticals, uh, the fact that we are gouging, that we are gouging our students and putting them in debt. The fact that, that, that there isn't much of a healthcare system in the United States, like that stuff. And and that is that is not a talking point. That is completely distinct ideological standards yeah, that they policies. sit on. It's, yeah, it's what people should be focusing on. Exactly. And so and so like these big fucking white zingers. Pete Buttigieg is a great representative of that. It's like it's like hey guys, Bernie. He, he does it every debate because they put him clo in close proximity to Bernie. <laughs> yeah. And he's like Bernie, I'm with you. I believe. <laughs> In healthcare for all. But here's we'll the problem it. with your plan. Yeah, it's too fast. We're moving too fast. What if we give people the option and if they want it, we'll then transition into it. So instead of having a 10-year plan in which most of America is covered by healthcare, we have a 35-year plan that then is handled by another president that's not me, Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> yeah, uh... And then what? There was Candace Owens came in hard with the orange bad orange oh, man Kamala bad Harris. That's hilarious that, that you called was... her Candace Owens. Oh, is it Camilla? Kamala Harris. Dude, I don't know the Candace difference Candace Owens is the conservative. Uh, not because of their yeah. race. I don't know the difference between, between the, the Democratic candidates. Is Camilla Harris? Yeah, it's Kamala really? Harris. Yeah, I don't know why I said Candace. She's fucking Brexit. Yeah, idiot. she's the Brexit idiot. She's yeah. the Blackzit idiot. Was, I think it was the name Camilla Candace. Yeah. Same shit. Yeah. Uh, she hit it hard with Orange Man Bad. That was pretty disheartening. Nothing came from that, but whatever. It felt so. There was always this idea when we came into this race, when we came into the primaries, that like, oh, Elizabeth Warren is going to be Hillary 2.0. And she kind of completely abandoned that image. Kamala Harris in this debate literally was like, I am Hillary now. Like she put on the mask and she's like, I am Hillary. She was like, I love Barack. 
and I hate Trump. Trump. And Trump is a bad guy. Exactly. Right. And it felt like she presented no active solutions. No. At one point, she was like, "Hey, Joe! Like she, she, like she's destroyed Joe. She's ended his career. She's sitting at less than five percent. Joe is still at twenty-seven percent." And she's like, "Hi, Joe! Remember when I killed your campaign? Like she made it out like she, she was like, she was like his, like she had dominated she was his him. downfall. Yeah, when like she's done nothing to affect him. Uh, yeah. Uh." So that was pretty nothing. Yeah. Um, Cory Booker, of course, did his best Obama impersonation. Yeah, yeah. He did a lot of talking, too. A lot of talking. At that point, I, 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 I looked at Quentin and I was like, uh, I, think, I think actually Obama ruined what a Democratic <laughs> candidate looks like. Because he was so good at talking mm-hmm. that now... Either you sound like Barack or you're not smart. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was both him, Beto, and it was, what's his name? The, the uh, Pete Buttigieg? Not Buttigieg, the guy who worked uh, in the Obama administration. Julian Castro. Yeah, Julian Castro got his big uh, line on, when he on was like, you just said it two, two minutes, minutes ago, ago Joe. Joe. Are you forgetting already? I, ca- I caught you slipping, Joe. Oh, uh, yes. And then everyone kind of awkwardly standing around like, uh, why, why? this is weird. Yeah, like they started this debate talking about unity and like all of us together. Yeah. And then, again, like the punching up <clears throat> contest. You're sitting there, Julian Castro, you're at 1% standing at the edge of the stage. If the Sandman just fucking pulls out his like cane, he could just pull you out. That dude that fucking has the thing that yanks people off stage. Yeah. Yeah, like, Julian, you're the first one to go. I mean, like, he had, like, a good point when talking to Biden. Like, he was saying, like, well, you're you're saying you you take credit for all of the good things Obama administration did, and you won't take any credit for the bad things. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that's really uh, dishonest of you. But he just put it in with like the like I am actually the person who represents the Obama administration. Yeah. Uh, so screw you, Joe. And also, are you senile? And, and so also, it just felt really weird. Don't you feel like he could have surmised that entire <clears throat> point if he was a guest on CNN? Yeah. If he was just a correspondent on CNN, he could have surmised that entire An point. An outside looker on it could have just said like, yeah, the whole time uh, Biden was taking credit for Obama's good. Parts of his administration and the not the bad parts. Exactly, it felt it felt like genuinely like. Instead of saying that and then being like, I represent the good parts, actually. And like, I feel like the true the true thing that happened in this debate is we saw who the front runners are. Oh yeah. And who is desperate for it? I mean, they put them all right next to each other in the center of the stage. Yeah, uh, the fact that like. Amy Klobuchar thought I read the damn bill on page eight. It says this. Yeah. Thing is like is like who was again, who was the white them. guy who kept coming at Bernie for his bill? Was it Booker or or Buttigieg? A Buttigieg, Buttigieg, a Buttigieg. He just kept coming at Bernie with the. It's like so each one of them, all the lower uh, tier candidates, seem to each have a specific target in mind, right? Yeah. So every time they would talk, it would be to punch up at one of their the target that they think threatened them the most. Yeah. Um, which was just not 
interesting to watch. Exactly. And and to a certain extent, that's the reason Elizabeth looked the best. Because really, they, uh, they left her alone. And guess what? When one of the frontrunners actually got to speak their point of view, and this is outside of what I believe of Biden is, mm-hmm. but statistically, the four front runners in this race which i think is either the fourth is either pete or kamala i can't remember which but in most head-to-heads uh three out of four times which you know who the three are they beat trump in Mm -hmm. polling nationwide not to be trusted completely i understand that but it shows a very strong case that there are three leading figures in this race so why not focus on them because when no one attacked Elizabeth, except for maybe Kamala throwing a couple of lines at her, yeah. or I don't remember who kept asking her the question of, are, are you going to tax the middle class? Are you going to... And she refused oh, to answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than those, Elizabeth Warren basically had carte blanche to lay out her plan. She was the second longest speaker mm-hmm. on that stage, which is atrocious that Biden with with his... It's not that he's senile is that Biden is so non-cognizant of the current climate in this country that he doesn't know what to say. Yeah, he just has a hard time keeping up yeah, like, it's like, with what points to say. It's like when your dad talks about, like it's when someone's dad talks about welfare. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh yeah, people hate it because all the black people use it, right? It's like using the wrong language constantly <laughs> because you don't know what the climate yeah. of the world is anymore, which doesn't make you senile. It makes you behind and thus not really suitable yeah, for the president. It just makes you kind of out of touch, and which means that you probably shouldn't be the president of the United States. Yeah, but like at the end, Elizabeth Warren, presenting her case very strongly, comes out with very strong endorsements from people who we thought were going to support Bernie or Biden, mm-hmm. comes out leading in the polls afterwards, yeah. and looking like the strongest candidate. Yeah. And so, so maybe... If the next debate, I'll accept five, but I would say I, ideally it should be three. Yeah. A three-man debate. Do I d- you think... Dude, I think they're just going to keep Beto in there forever, just for shits and giggles. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know why, but I just feel like he's just going to be there the whole time. Like, they'll have the, the three main Did and you then, see the Reddit and post? Beto. Did you see the Reddit post of someone begging Beto to drop out of the race? I did see that. And then he responded with, like, no, I have reasons to mm, be president. Like a non-answer, like a fucking, like a, like a press release. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, really weird. Yeah, that was a weird moment. <laughs> and it's like, dude, we like you. Please stop embarrassing yourself. Yeah. And it's like, that is not a good look for a president. Especially when, again, I have to mention... All Trump has to say is you lost to a cuck that calls me daddy. Yeah, and then he would never win. Yeah, like why would anyone but, vote But the him? thing is the Republicans will never speak out on the, the middle of the line Democrats or the, the liberals because uh, I mean, they help them in a lot of ways. So I don't, I don't know. I feel like people like Ted Cruz, Giuliani, Chris Christie, those people would definitely be like... Yeah, to be fair, Trump has been speaking out against Biden, but I think that's just because he's scared he's going to lose the, the and nomination. Also, yeah, and also, like, Trump is like, we are at 35 minutes, John. I don't know if we're going to get to a second topic. That's this fine. Debate the, this, is very the debate is a good overall yeah, topic. it ended up being a really interesting topic. But yeah, um, it seems like 
it seems like Donald Trump, at the end of the day, while he doesn't hate like the middle of the line liberals as much as he hates like an Elizabeth Warren or a Bernie, mm-hmm. but as you can see, he hasn't been attacking them. He's been establishing this mold that all of these candidates are socialists. Yeah. He wants to run on a platform that the Democratic Party is now a socialist party. Yeah, that the Democratic Party is the the end all be all of like the evil people that are doing all the wrong things, right? Yeah, and I also feel like I don't understand why Trump is not going after Bernie or Elizabeth Warren's next. Uh, recently, he he did go with the Native American thing at Elizabeth months ago. Oh yeah, but like as we're getting into the heat of things, he this is yeah, the first he time he's gone for a front runner. It's weird because like he didn't even comment. Like he'll he's consistently commenting on Biden's uh, the at the people saying he's senile. Yeah. Um, but he didn't say anything about Bernie like actively sounding really sick exactly. during the last debate, right? And it seems, it seems like, like something he would just like punches really low. So, but that should be more obvious. It's not that this this is going to come across in in like most media circles as like Trump being scared of Biden. When that's not how Trump plays. When Trump is scared of someone, he doesn't really engage Talk to them with at all. them. Yeah. yeah, like the fact that Trump is really affected by Macron for some reason. He's like really not okay. Like, he wants to really impress Macron a lot. Okay. So, he really doesn't say... He'll say something bad about Merkel. He'll say something bad about the Swedes or whatever. But he'll never say something bad about Macron. And it seems like, usually, when Trump is running his mouth, usually, it's about someone he thinks he can bully. Yeah. Like Hillary in 2016. Or, or the, the, the squad. Or the squad. Yeah. He thinks that that's a thing that's very easy to bully... Because, because he they're believes socialists that, in their minority, yeah. yeah. And, and, and he believes that their own party doesn't like them. Yeah, well, and they don't. He knows they don't like yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. And so, but like, I don't know if he's, I'm not going to go out there and say he's scared of Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders. But I think he's, he knows that to a certain extent, Elizabeth Warren kind of lets things like slide off her and bernie is really good at retorting but like that's outside so of it's this. kind of just like people he feels that he can't bully or i think he's just going for the easiest bullyable target yeah that's leading the race right now the one that everyone seems to be ganging up on exactly yeah. exactly and i think Makes sense i think if there's there, there's a lot there's uh there's some bullshit reports that come out that there's like a lot of worry inside of the bernie campaign but it seems like Bernie's really comfortable in his position. Like, it doesn't seem like Bernie's trying to fight for the front of the line this early on. Yeah. And it seems like very strongly he's trying to support Elizabeth Warren as much as possible. Which it, is good. They should yeah. They should kind of uh, help each other. Right? Exactly. I feel, uh, yeah. And, and, and that's another piece of evidence to any of people who listen to this podcast or want to believe, like, Bernie is this, like, apostle for socialism. Like, he isn't. He's not. This is very much like... He's a socialist in name only. So. Yeah, this is very much... This is very much... And it's a beautiful thing, I think. This is how you do incremental change. It is It is really wide and sweeping, but it's not like this extreme like dragging of people. Yeah, by Bern- Bernie's to- literally just saying... like His policies are literally just like... I mean, Europe and Canada do it, and it seems to work really well, and it's really fucking people over here, so... Why don't we do it? We can just do that. Like It seems like it... 
in function. We yeah. can do it if we wanted to do it. Yeah, because we feed them ammunition. Like, could we stop with this fucking weird fantasy that, like, Bernie... Like, they gen- this fantasy has made it to the mainstream to where they literally ask Bernie multiple times if he'll condemn Maduro, the president of Venezuela. Because oh, they wow. think he wants to make America like Venezuela. Like, we need to stop with this fantasy that somehow Bernie's not a capitalist. Like, Bernie's best friends with a lot of the people that are on that straight, on that stage. I mean, he he's publicly come out as a sock dem, right? Yeah. And, like, a but very soft just, sock dem. I guess just because it has the word, like, socialist in it, it means that he's the socialist, right? Yeah, it's really weird. And a lot of people want to make it, like, more vague. Like, political release articles is like, Bernie has never stated exactly what he is and for anyone who doesn't know what a sock dem is a socialist democrat is a person who operates within capitalism and uh advocates for more social safety nets like uh universal health care yeah it's a word that exists in our country currently it's called social services yeah it's uh, we and we it's something that exists within our system i mean the military is a social service yeah Uh, the police are a social service yeah. These are things that uh, exist within old the... people get taken care of by our social services. Yeah. Retirement in this country. They're Retire- things that exist. They're just things that we want to amp up more because they're certain things like healthcare and education that shouldn't be privatized. Uh, yeah, should probably be made uh, public and available for everyone. You know? Yeah, for a lot of you, for a lot of the people who might be listening, who are like, but I like the idea of like incremental change. It's like, but you have to also imagine that like. A lot of these systems were implemented in the 1960s. Yeah. And once they were implemented, no one added any incremental improvements also, to them. Also, fuck anyone who says, eh, we need incremental change, so we can't like just change the American systems right now. Like, no, like we're playing catch up. Exactly. It's not, <clears throat> it's not that we are incrementally changing to something that's new. We're, we're playing catch up with other like countries that are industrialized. Exactly. Like, like at the end, <clears throat> at the end of the day, these incremental changes that like you guys are th- that a lot of people think are really wide the things that Bernie and Elizabeth Warren are advocating for like they've existed for ye- since the 60s they were like as soon as they instituted like social services and the welfare state in the yep. United States they were like well how can we improve it and it's like no 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 we can't lose voters so a lot of people have been thinking and talking about these for years, but they never have had the chance or the avenue to implement them. So these things have existed for years and they've been developed on for years. This is what our incremental change will look like, like if it was at this current stage. And it's still low-key behind. As like the strongest and most advanced country in the entire world, we should be actually ahead of what we're proposing right now. We should be like thinking of like healthcare services that are yeah, like we, we should cures. Be, yeah, we should be ahead of Canada and Europe ideally, but, yeah, but we're, we're pretty far behind. Exactly. So like this notion, we need to disabuse ourselves of this weird fucking notion that somehow uh, we are going to be this communal uh, fucking uh non 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 hierarchical non service I really want to get like all my grievances out of like what people think socialism is but I feel like it would just be like a fucking rant so uh, yeah I mean uh, we're almost at 45 to minutes. make one thing clear yes. at least socialism is not authoritarianism socialism yes. does not mean more government control exactly it just means more social safety nets yeah. That's literally all it means. In the Schulzesh, 
that is now at the end of this, uh, please uh, read the book, The Conquest of Bread. Yeah. Uh, which sounds very calming. <laughs> I know. It sounds real calming. Yeah, get bread pilled, kids. <laughs> but it's like, it's, 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 it's an interesting look at what a, a non-hierarchical system looks like. But outside of that, that's not what we're proposing for the United States. No, we're proposing stuff within capitalism. Yeah, within least, that, I am. that work with capitalism, that force capitalism to actually innovate and find different markets to establish. Because that's also, what, when we say like we're behind, that's what's causing us to be behind, is we're stuck in a socialist uh, or capitalist... Um, what are they called? Where it malfunctions? Oh, oh oligarch, oligarchy, or like you want like a like a, 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 a market failure? Yeah, we're stuck in a lot of capitalist market failures. So yeah. healthcare is a market failure. It drains people of money who can't afford it, and it makes sure that the poor can't afford healthcare. Uh, same as education, it's a market failure. It makes sure that only a certain section of people get to go to college. Uh, and you know it's just kind of fucked up and other countries don't deal with that and we do because we are all about making the money all about getting that green you know yeah uh yeah and on that note on that very inspirational note we have to close out the show this has been a one topic show but it's been very interesting we've been gone for two weeks we've been dying to talk about the third democratic debate hopefully by the fourth one the dnc wicks the fuck up <laughs> But I don't think so. Hopefully Biden wakes um, the fuck up too. I actually don't know, so I don't want to say, but I don't know which comes first, the Iowa caucus or the fourth Democratic debates. Uh, but whichever comes first, we will come back here and we will discuss. And probably we'll have an episode similar to this. I feel like this is a very good format. Yeah, I think it's cool to, to talk about one big thing every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, because we're also closing in on the primaries. Like the primaries are going to happen this November, I think, or something like that. So Yeah, it's, and it's, it's good to talk on each candidate specifically about what they're saying and their policies and yeah uh yeah i think it's a good thing to cover you know yeah so on that note that has been the never good enough podcast i would like to thank y'all for listening i would like to thank john for being here i would like to thank myself for sitting in this war master room if you have any complaints and please send your complaints in like actually complain about how shit the show is yeah please complain complain at anything any it could be audio problems yeah it could be no no uh, the music not working you don't like our voices yeah yeah anything uh, call us, uh, call us Lipcocks that are 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 secretly <laughs> Maduro agents that are trying to bring Venezuela to America. Yeah, whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. NGE complaints at gmail dot com. How about we say bye, John? Goodbye. I want. I don't know how to match the music. Bye. Bye. Uh, See I don't, you. I don't. I don't know. Yeah.